Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples in Marvel's. My Sucks. name is Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Welcome again to another installment of the quarantined edition of Marvel Sucks versus No, It Doesn't. We are here. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Jordan Peoples. Uh, I'm technically not here with him because we're in quarantine. We are we are social, social distancing. distancing in each other's houses. However, we did invite. Our respective Our, houses. Yeah, in each other's houses. <laughs> not in each other's I, houses. Damn, you're doing a house swap. I'm not in your yeah. house. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, this one beer I've had, this one sip of beer has just made me very <laughs> saucy. Um, and as you can tell from that voice, we have a very special guest back on the show. The man, the myth, the legend, Liam O'Connor is back to talk Marvel shop with us. How are you doing, Liam? I'm doing great. It's good to be back, you know, just... Loving this social distancing and get it, getting any voice that is different from my own is always a pleasure to hear. So <laughs> it's great to be on the show. I mean, we are thrilled to have you back. If there's one upside to all of this COVID chaos, it's that we could arrange a time where you, me, and Jordan were available to talk to each other. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, so, Liam, we had you last year uh, on the Endgame postgame episode. It's kind of wild to think about that almost a year ago to the day, we were all in our respective movie theaters watching Avengers Endgame and being blown away for the first time. It, it, it doesn't, I guess, like, maybe it's because not a lot of Marvel films came afterward. It does, it does, it is kind of weird to think like it was that long ago. And especially with like Disney Plus and all this stuff, because like, I've just been re-watching random movies and I'm like, yeah, that happened last year. Like, it yeah. seems like, it's, it's just like a weird like place limbo. in time, I guess. A weird yeah, limbo. Yeah. Uh, but we are uh, here today to discuss uh, the cold opens, if you will, of every Marvel film. Uh, we had Liam on to discuss all 23 uh, of the... <laughs> I guess well, Spider-Man Homecoming wasn't out yet. So we didn't even... What? It wasn't out when you... No, Far From Home. Far From Home. Far from sorry, home. Yes, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we did oh, one God. movie saved yeah. us. Yes. Um, so honestly, we should really redo that entire <laughs> episode just to get your take <laughs> on Far From Home. Um but I'll, I'll always give my take on Far From Home. I'm, like, I'm, I'm down to talk any Spider-Man movie I could talk for at least two hours. Well, about. I think we should do that once we get to the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah like, we, need, sure. we have a lot to get through. We do have a lot to discuss. <laughs> once again. <laughs> um, so, uh, Liam, we're thrilled to have you back. Uh, the episode with you in it is actually our most listened to episode. Do you have any? Oh, really? Yeah, do you have any? And fans are speculating it's 100 percent because of you. And by fans, I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because. I think that's just like a good podcast to listen to if you want to hear all of it's like the, the best hits like you kind of go through it is all the, the greatest movies. hits album of Marvel sucks so, versus no so so you're just going through all the movies so I guess it's just like if people are like a cliff notes versions of yeah. Marvel films we kind of went through each one we did <laughs> and, and like with our, our takes and uh, Jordan didn't even let me call 22 people the yeah, episode was cut short I did not the episode was cut I, short I I, I how long was it? It was, it was like two and a half hours total. Yeah, we were there for a while. Yeah, so it was long. <laughs> it was cut short for a pretty long Yeah, episode. but I mean, I wanted like Lord of the Rings and you gave me, uh, you know, Civil War. I gave you a theatrical cut of a Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> that's true, I guess. Although those movies are pretty long. It's not your home blue. Those movies are pretty long. <laughs> I have watched those in quarantine. They, the extended cuts, there's too much content there. Just, I just give me the theatrical. But what better time to watch the extended cuts? Yeah, than I guess. Quarantine? Yeah. Like, what, it, what are you doing with that time? I, so I did watch them pretty early on in the quarantine and I'm like, I could be watching something else. Why am I watching 40 minutes of trees talk that aren't in the original cut of the movie? 
Uh, and now, I think it's because we want we want our like our guilty pleasures. We want to just enjoy the stuff that we know is going to be good. Because right now, I I've been getting more recommendations for TV and movies like from every tenfold. Yeah. Everybody has a movie or show they want me to watch, and exactly. I'll still watch The Office because <laughs> I just know I don't have to pay attention. I could just throw it on, yeah. do work, just relax. Yeah. I don't need to give like my full attention. Hundred percent. Um, so why don't we, uh, start talking a little bit about Marvel because we have a big show to cover. Uh, let's go ahead and just do a fun icebreaker Marvel wise. How many times have each of us watched Endgame since the last time we all met? (laughs) Oh God. I, I watched it the once. You have not watched it since. Why? Not a second. Not even the scene where cat picks up the hammer. That's your favorite. Yeah. What about clips? Like just like stuff on YouTube and no, stuff. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I've not seen a second of it. The, going through these cold, cold openings was making me think. Rewatching all of them because they're com- great. <laughs> well, rewatching them, but rewatching them not in chronological order, but instead of order by trilogy. Oh. Okay. So like watch Iron Man as a trilogy, watch Captain America as a trilogy, watch Thor as a trilogy, and then after all those, then watch the Avengers. So- like the four movies. So, yeah, that, that definitely like recontextualizes like the storytelling for sure. The weirdest thing I thought was that uh, would be the Hulk because he'll show up in Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ragnarok. Um, yeah. As having done nothing well, forever. Also, I probably just won't rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do. with <laughs> so, so I think it was AMC or some big movie theater chain. When all this started, uh, they released like different cuts of different variations to watch all of the infinity saga. So there's like six different ways you can watch all of them, uh, including a lot of mm. people. I mean, I am a purist. I got to watch them all in order of release because you get those cutscenes, and I want to see the cutscenes again. I want to relive that hype. Um, a lot of my friends are watching them in chronological order taking place. So like Captain Marvel, or I guess Captain America, Captain Marvel, um, kind of in that order. The mm-hmm. weirdest one I saw was called the Arc Reactor Cut, and it starts with Avengers 1, Avengers 2, uh, Civil War, Infinity War, and then you watch the first movie of every individual franchise. So you watch Iron Man, you watch Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, and Guardians 1. And then you watch Endgame after watching all of those. So why is what why is it called the Arc Reactor? I have no idea. <laughs> I was hoping very I could bring it to the table. Huh? We could discuss it. That's very interesting. Uh, Maybe it's just like, yeah, like I guess like telling it... it Almost like it's like a flashback then. Yeah. Like, so all of their individual, all the, all the team movies. So all then, like, the shit goes down like all. So you have all the team movies and then all the shit goes down. Infinity War happens. And during the, I guess the five years, I mean, five year jump doesn't happen till Endgame technically, but all of uh, the stuff that you're waiting for, like the big payoff of Endgame, you rewatch all of the prequels basically. Which oh, wow. I think is no way to watch it again. I'm a purist. I gotta, you know, watch it as I do. It just seems like a yeah. lot. Yeah. I mean, but I get it. Now is the time to experiment with these different orders. Like, there's never been a better time. Yeah, very true. Um, so, uh, Liam, we discussed a bit uh, off the podcast, but uh, why don't you just uh, give a brief window into your life in the quarantine while we got you here? When did uh, you first hear of the quarantine? Well, I mean, it kind of happened when I was on my business trip back east because some of the listeners might not know. I live out west. I was out east for a business trip for two weeks and (laughs) 
all this stuff. Like the virus was be like known of and it was being talked about. And when I was in the airport, there was a bunch of people wearing masks and there was a lot of paranoia. But I'm like, all right, whatever. This might die down. Um, <laughs> and that, <laughs> yeah, Arrested <laughs> Development insert. <laughs> it yeah. did not die down. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I, I was lucky enough. I caught a flight back from New York and got, you know, back to Berkeley. And then, you know, it's just been nice ever since. Like I work from home usually. So it's kind of been more, more or less the same. Been playing a lot of video games, watching a lot of TV and cooking a lot more. Yeah. Um, Animal Crossing couldn't have come out at a better time. Oh, Jordan, a man Ooh, after yeah. Jordan's heart. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I can't think of a better game. It's really just a grind, you know, making bells. You know, terraforming my island, just and really I, just trying to perfect the game. I, I, have, I, it, yeah. I have never played any of these Animal Crossing games. So I first heard about it from Jordan on the podcast. And ever since then, everyone has been talking about it. And I'm just like, a lot of my friends have been either they either bought a switch light because like switches are switches like are gone. They're extinct. extinct. They're gone. I've been hit up like as if I'm yeah. a back party dealer just because I own one. My friend's like, how do I get one, man? I'm like, I don't know the channels. <laughs> like you should have just, when I told you to get one months ago to play Super Smash Brothers, you should have just got one. <laughs> so your time to get one was months ago. So I'm happy because a lot of my friends now bought switches just for Animal Crossing and now I can con them into playing other games with me. Gotcha. And now there's never been a better time to con someone into video games. Of course, because I've got all this free time stuck at home. Well, now you and Jordan can uh, go from there and maybe even yeah. become better friends. Well, well, yeah. Thank goodness uh, the Nintendo makes it so easy with their frame <laughs> codes that are like 20 digits long. <laughs> they give you the decoder from the Da Vinci code. They're like, you can, this is how you find your friends now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so uh, that's that's a fun window. We are uh, me and Jordan pretty much explain every week how we're doing and how much has changed since last week. So yeah why <laughs> why bore the fans with ours uh but uh, except for the you know giant I'm godzilla monster <laughs> that is roaming through our hometown um but you know honestly not as bad has anyone been these these avengers uh memes like there was a huge drop off in marvel memes because there was a dearth of content like nothing for 10 months and mm. there i've just you know i love my marvel memes uh and as soon as covid happened <laughs> like I've not noticed the apps. Well, yeah, you haven't watched Endgame since theaters, you pleb. Uh, I watched it in theaters, so I'm not a pleb. <laughs> that is true. You were pretty yeah. excited. You also Just did pulled three... the old reverse card on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I didn't know we were playing online Uno. Uh, we, you not only watched it in theaters, you recorded three podcast episodes about one movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of shocked hard. that you haven't just watched it. Like, it, it just seems like. Are you, do you think you like you, are you treating it as like a perfect body of art and you don't want to return to it because it might, uh, you know, kind of distinct? Well, well, I mentioned this last week a little bit, but I think part of the way I enjoy these movies is almost like a sporting event rather than uh, like a film yeah. that I'd rewatch a bunch of times, sure. which is the same thing. Like, I don't really go back and watch old football games. Sure. Like you, you enjoy it while you're watching it and then it just lives in your memory. So I think that's probably why I haven't gone back. So this is, it's like, it was so the event. Avengers Endgame. Would you say you had as much fun at Avengers Endgame, the premiere, uh, compared to, let's say like an Auburn football game. Mm, depends. The worst game. one. Like, I probably had more fun than the worst one because the worst yes. one was probably them playing some like 
Okay, Jordan. I feel like that's not a school. fair comparison. Hey, I got Jordan. To, <laughs> I got Jordan to say he liked Endgame more than Mad Men. Now I got him to say he likes it more than Auburn. Compared to the, like the Auburn Alabama game yeah. this year, n- not yeah. even close. A- absolutely, I'll take the football game. <laughs> uh, but, but what about the Auburn Alabama game last year? Mm, I mean, retroactive. <laughs> what about maybe, the Auburn Alabama like, game like, next if, year? I've <laughs> <laughs> what if it doesn't yeah. happen? Would you rather watch Avengers Endgame than a game that's not <laughs> correct? <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, I guess it depends how we'll, we'll mark you down for yes. That's a perfect segue yeah. into our next uh, fan favorite segment, Jordan's Law Corner. Uh, Liam, not sure if you know, uh, Jordan, since you last spoke, uh, has gotten into law school. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what's up Where, oh, it's a whole thing damn so what, what are you looking to get into like ip law <laughs> <laughs> that's actually one of the main i'm hoping okay, for yeah, marvel yeah, law yeah. marvel law like suing dc <laughs> for taking law. plot points and such uh-huh or uh well i guess you don't need to now i was gonna say the spider-man stuff but that was hashed that out. was <laughs> but hey we're, we're but i would have been right we're on. we're gonna scene. need you to defend the uh you know our content from those greedy sony bastards yeah <laughs> Before they point. mix the, the venom into this. Oh, my oh. God. I, I, was, I was literally talking about that before this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're back on. Once, <laughs> once, <laughs> once the Sony venom touches the MCU Spider-Man, my world is shattered. So, so yeah, I think what here. they're going to do, I, I think they're setting it up perfectly, is they're doing a Spider-Verse type thing. So everything that happens in Venom, it uses either Tobey Maguire Sp- Spider-Man or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. No, oh, they like said that. they said that they're taking um I'm blanking on the kid's name. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. They're saying He's he's going to appear in it, but that doesn't mean there can't be a dimensional crossover. They're going to it's just it's going to be so for I, I, I can't I, believe people supported Venom and Marvel uh, will not We're going we're we're, 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 we're off railing. We need to get through these uh, cold out. Well, speaking of which though, yeah. uh, they did they If we spend 3 minutes each, we're like, <laughs> They did just release uh, the title of Venom 2 today. It's called Venom 2 Let There Be Carnage. Did Woody Harrelson wow. as Carnage are you my my language fucking kidding me? <laughs> Woody Harrelson? You can swear on the podcast. It's like, I can't think of a worse casting decision than Woody. Like, I'd rather have uh, fucking Topher Grace back as Venom than Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Get. Oh, I'd love to see Topher Grace. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Topher Grace. What if they got him to play Carnage? Like Topher Grace, like you did a shit job with Venom, if, but we're going to give you another shot. If, if they, if Topher Grace put on like 20 pounds of muscle, if he, if he put on just he any sort it. of, or did what Pattinson's doing for Batman, like Pattinson's not going to look like swole for Batman, but he's getting in great shape. He's going to look toned. If, if Topher Grace got toned enough, I could see him doing carnage and that'd be like a funny, like, huh, I'm back, but I'm going to do it right this time. Yes. Have you seen Topher Grace in uh Klansman? Uh, Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he was like episode. the Twitter CEO. He was a little bigger there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a little bit. I mean, I'm sure I, he's been working out. But I kind of probably get into some sort of superhero. But shape. I kind of like Topher Grace in those roles. Like, I like his role in Interstellar because he's just like Topher Grace in the background. I kind of like him yeah. just like it, if he's just constantly in media. I'm watching I'm like Topher Grace. Nice and to see, see you. Like <laughs> Topher. In, it's always a pleasant yeah, surprise. Yeah. Topher Interstellar Topher Grace could be Eric Forbin. Like it st- could still be the same character. Yeah, it, like that could I be think, him in the future. As an I think if you like that 70s show, like when you see Topher Grace and stuff, you just hope that he is Eric Forman, like living out his nerd fantasy of yeah. being in sci-fi films. Like, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, Eric, Eric made it, you know? Yeah, he, he did what he wanted to do. 
Um, well, that about uh, wraps up Jordan's law corner. Actually, uh, Liam, your cohabitant is also in law school. Yes, she uh, is. Do you have um, any any fun tips for Jordan before we close out this segment? Um, I guess just find like a cool crew. I mean, it's not really like up to you, but like <laughs> just like regular cool college. Because no, I think it's hard because I think like what I've learned just from being on the fringes of it, it's like every there's so many people going for different reasons. And I think it's like hard to kind of like cut through the BS because some people because I've like gone to some social events and it's been people that are like talking to me and then they find out I'm not in law school and they like just cut off conversation and like leave. They're mm-hmm. like, stop conversation midway. I'm like, oh wow, like that's that person. You have no value yeah, to me. Yeah, Bye. it's like, I think a lot of people are playing the game early and then mm-hmm. some people aren't. And I think it's just like finding like the cool people, but you just do that naturally. I mean, yeah, I mean, Jordan found, Jordan found me in college, so. Yeah, I mean, right there, diamond in the rough. <laughs> And rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a good uh, note to end on Jordan's Law Corner. Why don't we dive right into these Marvel movies? All right. I want to talk about my criteria okay. first. I, I'm very excited to hear this because I kind of was going through that too. Yeah. Because it is interesting because some of them, you get, uh, there's like a couple different types. Yeah, there are. Uh, and my favorites, I'll just start with the ones that I think are the best, are ones that are like a short, self-contained Agreed. Story. That's what I was rating on. Work, That's yep. my exact rating system. That, that work is background for the movie, but are not like, it's not just a part of the movie. Like, you couldn't put this in the middle of the movie. It has to go yes. kind of separate, mm-hmm. is, was my ideal Correct. version of this. Um, and then relevance is also important, like, not to the story, but like to the MCU, I think mm-hmm. is cool. Um. And let's see, I had one other note, but I lost it. Oh, world building. Okay. Like if it adds a bunch of stuff you don't know. So like one of the one of the ones that was surprisingly strong in this, I thought, was like uh Doctor Strange. Because that one like opens up and you see so much stuff that you'd never really That's seen true. before. So it sets up the rest of the movie well without them having to go back and explain that stuff yeah. later. It's just like, oh, we know how kind of there's this whole yeah. magic. I, I, I think we're all in similar uh, boats in regards of rating. Uh, so we're going to go I through. Mean, we shall see, right? <laughs> we're, uh, we will go through one at a time individually, uh, starting with Iron Man 1 in release order. And uh, Jordan, I was thinking, do we do out of six Avengers? Is that going to be the best way to do it? Uh, or do you want to do? Oh, I thought we were. I thought we. Were, I kind of have a list, like order. Best so orders. what? I, I have a spreadsheet ready. I have all of my. Uh, so I don't have them listed. I, also, I graded gonna, them like a I don't teacher know if I would. Rate them. <laughs> I graded them like they were papers. For an <laughs> I mean, that's great. I'm sure. Yeah, I kind of think that's good. Like a tier a list conversion is what I think. So, would be. Yeah. so yes. Uh, what my original plan was was to talk about them. Each of us give individual ratings. I have a spreadsheet pulled up, and I will average all the scores and then sort them, just like we did with the re rank. And then so, we so, so we just have okay. to have a conversion sheet <laughs> for, for, for A plus for A, B. For a plus. <laughs> yeah. Or I can convert out of six Avengers to A plus B. Uh, okay. We'll let Jordan I'll, be the tiebreaker. Jordan, I'll, how would yeah. you prefer to grade? I think we should do like, yeah, A, B, C, D, E. Okay. A, B, C, D, F. You're not going to do well in law school. <laughs> um because um, that's kind of how i have them sort of is more almost a, okay a, a well that's gonna list. fuck yeah. me so like up a bit but i've ones. seen them the most so i'm not worried about it yeah you, you'll be able I to mean, say you just rate them one through five and, and should we all like take turns like every three like 
we kind of give like a quick cliff notes version of like what happened in the, the opener. Just like, this is what happened. Yeah. Yes. Let's agree. Okay. And I think I should tell like, everyone. Like it should be a, no, <laughs> I think I should tell everyone where I was for the first time when no, I watched this. Cold no, open. Please I knew it was coming. Like no more than like two sentences. Just like sure. this happened, that happened. Just a Boom. fresh reminder. Yeah. Um, so, and we'll, we'll each take, why don't we each take a turn? So there's not multiple voices. Well, that's what I mean. Like we do like every three, like like you do Iron Man, I do incredible, whatever you want to do. Okay, great. Wow. That sounds perfect. Um, all right. So we're going to start, we're going to go on a, an ABC grading scale. Um, and then I will average them out basically one through five, one being the lowest and then whichever one gets the most points. That's kind of how it'll work. And are we doing it like. Basically, it's the entire scene up until the title is shown. So yes, everything before that is the how I shown. Okay. that is how I graded the cold open. The uh, okay. I gave uh, just for the listeners. I gave everyone, uh, everyone including Liam and Jordan. Uh, I gave them a <laughs> clip uh, list on YouTube of all okay. of the cold opens, but some of them, some of them, some cut of them weird. cut weird. Some of them were. Yeah, some of them weren't like uh, they gave me enough. Of I didn't just seek to remember. Out yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just meant to jog the memory. If anyone needed to watch them all in full, it would be Jordan. But like, where would Thor Ragnarok? That one ended in a really early yeah. So yeah. Thor, Thor Ragnarok ends. I just watched Thor Ragnarok the other night. You're in luck. Uh, he's basically in the volcano or wherever. The we're fire getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah we're <laughs> skipping uh, the. That's true. We can wait. Right. I'm just saying that was okay. Yeah. Example. Well, all right. Well, yeah, just... Some are, some are longer than others. And I think that's something that's that we got to talk about too. Is... is like some don't need the length, that especially a sequel. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There okay. are some that uh, seem less important and some that are so, so good. Um, all right, Kate, if you got the order, then you start with, I Iron always Man. got the order, baby. All right. Cause I, right. <laughs> I have these all mixed up. Okay. No idea what's what. Iron Man one. Uh, so this one, uh, as everyone probably remembers, this is one of the more popular ones because it was the first one. It introduces Tony Stark's character very well. Uh, they are in the Jeeps in the desert in the war when he's about to pitch that weapon, that missile test, uh, and Back in Black starts playing. And basically Tony just has a dialogue with all of the other soldiers in the Humvees uh, and he just, within like three minutes, he just completely lays out his character and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, uh, so why don't, all right. So wh- are we going to go around and rate these based on just, yeah, I agree with everything okay. you said. I think that's an A. Agreed. Yeah, I, I put a plus. It's, it's just like, just... <laughs> um, it's every, it's everything. You understand the character you get. The stakes are immediately set is like. It sets up the entire plot of the movie. Like, correct. You get what he's about. He sells weapons. Funny guy, playboy. Then an attack happens. You see some death. I mean, there's not a lot of blood, but you see death. And then Plus you, you get see back like black. But and also you see immediately. Oh, he was killed with his own weapon or attacked with his own weapons. Immediately yeah. opens up the mystery of okay, what is going on? Yeah. And I I think there's also something to be said be said about especially in phase one. A lot of these are starting off as like a mystery for the whole movie to kind of unpack, which I thought was very interesting comparatively to the more frequent ones where it's just kind of more world building. But this is like a whodunit kind of deal. Uh, but we'll get into that more. And and also it's like the one that kind of set the precedent because they're, they, what were they looking at? Like Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire? Like they didn't really go, like other movies definitely tried to emulate what Iron Man did. I'll yeah. name later on. Probably Doctor Strange tried to do it. Iron Man. Did. They <laughs> yes. they kind of took the same kind of thing, but this was the first one that really set the stone. Like, all right, this is how you introduce a character, and you immediately are like hooked. 
Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Wholeheartedly agree. Uh, All right, incredible. Jordan, why don't you pitch this one? Because it well, actually, you don't. I you don't remember. Can. Okay, so Liam. Okay. Uh, why don't you pitch the cold open to Jordan's favorite Marvel movie? So from what? I, so you you sent the alternative opener, which is like which him was and, insane. I had never seen that before. Well, it Can we talk sense. about how crazy that one was? Well, it makes sense because in the Avengers movie, they reference that scene almost. Right. Do they? I don't remember like, them referencing. This okay. One. So let me go through the regular one. Okay. So the regular <laughs> one is kind of because they had to kind of forget about the Eric Bana Hulk. Exactly. So what, they, what they're doing is they're telling the story of the Hulk through an intro and yep. it's kind of using clips that are paying homage to the incredible Hulk series with Lou Ferrigno. Yes. And while interspersing it with like exposition, like, Oh, he turns into the Hulk. He hurt uh, Betsy or Betty, yeah. Betty Ross, and it kind of shows him on the run. And you kind of it kind of kind of brings you up to date. Yeah, and, and it's I, like a montage, it, and, and it's it's during the opening credits, so it's not technically a cold open. It's not a it's not a cold it's the open. Only all, one. Yeah. It's the only one that does that, which I think yeah. was interesting. Because because I think it's because they there wasn't as much of uh, you know there wasn't as much concrete. Like this is when they get got to be experimental. They didn't yeah. know it worked. Yeah, um, and, and Incredible then Hulk the, apparently did not work. Yeah, and the alternative scene that we're referencing is he is on top. He is climbing to the top of an ice mountain, undescript, <laughs> uh, yeah. some ice mountain. Yeah, and he takes out a revolver and cocks the gun and points it at the ground. Points it at the ground, but not even himself. Yeah, you you think he is going to shoot himself in the head and kill himself? Don't know why, but. <sighs> What happens is oh, that he turns into the Hulk. Yeah, I thought he'd shoot himself and spit out the bullet. Yeah, yeah. So he turns into the Hulk and crushes the gun in his hand. And then like the mountain collapses because as he's he turns shouting, into the Hulk. Because he's because shouting, he's shouting and, and rage. He's banging on the so ground. It made it seem like the scene, like Jordan said in Avengers when he goes, oh, I tried to put a bullet in my mouth. He spit it out. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. that's yeah. what they're trying to like reference. This sequence was terrible. Uh, I really... I did not get it at all. I actually, and I've been saying since the start of the podcast, uh, Incredible Hulk was one of my favorites growing up. I just, I didn't mind this movie at all. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the credit sequence where it just like kind of recaps Eric Bana Hulk and Lou Ferrigno Hulk without actually putting them in the universe. Like it's yeah. a fun recap for fans giving us a story any Hulk fan already knows. But people mm -hmm. like Jordan didn't know that, so he got this fun tidbit uh, all of all this information that he otherwise wouldn't have known about, and then he'd been complaining about the movie even more. Um, so, Jordan, do you have anything to add, or do you want to rate? Uh, rate? Yeah, not not really anything to add. I just didn't care about this one because I only watched the Frozen Wasteland one, which isn't the one that's <laughs> you know, in the movie. Yeah. So, like, because that wasn't in the playlist, and I was watching these just before we started, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of time. Is that why you were late? Out. Oh, no, okay. that was because I was. Oh, eating. okay. Um, smart, smart. <laughs> uh, but all right, I don't, I don't know. I gave like because based on the ice scene, I give like a, a D or an I gave it a D because it didn't like fail. Like it, it wasn't really given the opportunity to shine, so I it think, had it had to, it had to do that. Okay, so I think could have been should, done better. But I think we should rate the Incredible Hulk based on the title crawl, not the cold open that I've just found out about for the first time today. Yeah, I, I give it a D. Really? Yeah, I give it a D. Okay. I, I I think they could have. Yeah, it doesn't fit. Doesn't fit the criteria that I laid out where it's a short separate story from the okay, rest of it. That's fair. At least like for me. Uh, I think it was a nice summation. I actually give this a B. Like I, I wow, enjoyed it. Wow, that's your judge for a B? <laughs> but 
again, like... Is anything going to get less than a B then? <laughs> well, I think some movies... So, you're going to be shocked. Like, some of these are going to surprise you because I love some of these movies, but the cold opens are not as good as the whole movies. Yeah, I, I have some hot Yeah, my list is up. very different. Yeah, same, same. So, like, yeah. including this one, Incredible Hulk gets a B from me. Maybe, that, maybe like that, a B that's too high of a grade. I think. No, I, 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 I like this. Uh, okay, you're entitled to your opinion, even if it is wrong. <laughs> All right, so Iron Man Hold on. two. What right? is it? you give Jordan? Or is what it? Did you give it? I'll, I'll say an F. Okay, jeez. Wait for Iron Man two or no, 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 no for Hulk. We're back on. Okay, no, no. okay. What Liam? You gave it a D. Yeah, I gave it a flat D. Okay, flat D. Uh, All right, Iron Man two. Uh, so this one, you open up with basically the counterpart to Tony Stark because they, they have like that that paper that says that has both of the their parents' names on it, Howard yep. Stark and whatever this other guy's name yeah. is. So he's like the foreign Tony Stark who wasn't as successful yeah. and he's building his own arc reactor to go up against yes. Iron Man. Uh, and it's Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. Uh, yeah. You know. So I thought, um, I mean, the sequence itself wasn't bad, but in terms of like MCU relevance, Mickey Rourke's character doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just kind of, and, and so it's like, it's fine. I don't know. I, I, I definitely don't think it's one of the stronger. No. Uh, I, stronger I think, I think it's very weak, honestly. And this, when this podcast started, I was a bigger Incredible Hulk advocate than Iron Man 2. I have since kind of swayed my opinion slightly, but I, this cold open still does not really do anything for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like I, I gave it a C plus. Like I think like there was, and it's, it's hard like not to like reference the rest of the movie to kind of justify that grading. Cause like obviously in the end you find out like his, his role as the villain was not very great. Um, Right. But I think there was like a better way they could have introduced him and like set the stakes a little bit higher because it just was like, oh, Russian guy made arc reactor. Like, I don't know. It, it just there wasn't a lot of payoff. Be, like, like nothing they set mm -hmm. up in the beginning was a really big payoff other than the bird. Like, oh, he cares about his bird. <laughs> that's that going to that's going to matter later, I guess. Barely. Yeah. yeah, I gave it a D. You give it a D. A, a D. D. OK, D is in dog. Uh, Liam. I gave it a C plus and that's like being generous just cause like the sequence is shot. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Like I'll I, give like, it that. I like, like that it mimicked, it like mimicked him making it in the cave, like showing like, I guess if they, they made him a more, they, cause they're introducing him as this intellectual villain, right? Like he's just as yeah. smart mm -hmm. as Tony Stark, but all we hear him do is laugh and talk to his bird the entire movie. And then in <laughs> the end, like he builds his own suit only for it to be destroyed like two seconds later. Like it's, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. Uh, I give it a C minus personally. Oh shit! I I, I really thought I was going to be grading stuff a lot high, uh, like lower than you, Cade. No, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think anything think goes it. below a C minus, so I think we're okay. good. <laughs> I mean, if, even if it's a, not a good cold open, it's still a Marvel cold open. That's my motto. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to film number four, we get Thor. Uh, which is a pretty brief cold open. I liked this a lot when I saw it in the theater, uh, but basically Natalie Portman and uh, who are all of those other characters? Um, Scars, 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 Cat and, Dennings. And Cat Dennings. Dennings, yes. Cat Dennings One are, broke girl. Yeah. <laughs> they are all in that van in the middle of the desert waiting for some storm or something to come up. Uh, and Thor immediately like, 
or the whirlwind happens or something. The, the like, Bifrost. Yeah, the, the Bifrost opens up as Odin has cast out Thor. Um, and Thor is thrown into the van and Jane hits him with her van. Uh, which I thought was pretty entertaining. And like I said earlier, uh, it really sparked a mystery. Who is this mysterious man that fell from the sky? I want to know more. Uh, are, are him and Jane ever going to make it? Like stuff like that. That A lot of that was introduced with this uh, cold open. So I, I think this is a pretty good one for me. Um, All right. I think it's a C. I put C as well. I join you on that C. Because it's not a story, really. Like, it's the beginning of a story, but there's no real beginning, middle, and end to it. It's it's more just a little bit of the movie ahead of the title sequence. I think it gives... Like I think there's more intrigue It's not there. a cold open. Yeah, it's it's definitely that. I just think... It, my favorite thing about a cold open is it's like a self-contained unit okay. of filmmaking that you could watch separately and still enjoy. And I think some of the later ones really capture yeah. that. Yeah. And this one doesn't. And it's kind of to Liam's point that it, this is still early on in their cold open yeah. thing. So agreed. They're testing it out a little bit. And I just think this one compared to the later ones. Um, yeah. Cause know. like, cause I feel like they try and focus the, like, of course, Natalie Portman and company are important to the story, but at the end of the day, the main payoff they want to show is Thor and Loki's relationship. Maybe open off with something Along the lines of that, like dealing with those two characters, which they clearly later are going to be using a lot. Um, yeah, I think just any like something on Asgard is them as kids or yeah. something, because then you could get like a, a little microcosm of their relationship. You you immediately understand like, OK, this is why there's going to be some tension later because the movie starts off and he gets betrayed by Loki right away. Like maybe set that up a little bit in the cold well, open. Loki is not really a villain until the end of the movie. They don't really even reveal he, it. He, no, he's um, the villain. He's the one that gets Loki. Thor exiled. Yeah, but they don't find out about that until the end. You think he's the loyal brother until there's the twist. Well, you could still set it up. You could still set that up in the cold open, just establishing that he has a brother. Even if you don't establish him as an enemy, yeah. you could put them in a game against each other yeah. and set them as kind of like opposites. Yeah. And so that way, when you find out at the end that he betrayed him, it's like a better. That's payoff. a very yeah. better call Saul opening to a Thor movie. <laughs> Which would be I interesting. Uh, I, I'm not well, opposed. I think, that, I, I, they I might think it's because we're almost like spoiled with how yeah. yes yeah. how good they get. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if they did it later, they might have done something like yeah. that. Very possible. Um, okay, so I give this since Liam introduced pluses and minuses to the system. I gave Hulk a B minus, and now I'm going to give this a B. Okay. Um, and we are moving on. Liam, if you would take the reins for Captain All right. America. Captain America, I'm pretty sure is a lot shorter than most because it's the, uh, starts off with a couple of shield agents, I'm guessing. Um, yep. and Correct. they're going, they're a group of scientists found something in the ice, like a la transformers, like Michael Bay. Um, <laughs> and they find the ship that we will come to know as the ship that Cap sunk into the ocean to stop from, uh, you know, bombs being dropped in America and it shows Captain America's shield coming out of the ice. They're like yeah. thawing something out. So, you know, it kind of, as far as cold opens. Yeah. Again, it's they're They, they tried to play into the mystery. They just wanted yeah, to be, 100%. Oh, but you're watching a movie called Captain America. Also something like you kind of expected. I, I mean, I think just, especially with phase one, this is how they're doing it for, Thor and uh, Captain America, mostly Iron Man didn't have. I mean, you still were wondering, who is Tony Stark, like when the Humvee blew up? Yeah. But they're, I mean, they have to introduce this world of characters, and I think this is a very entertaining way to kind of do it, like with the whole 
well, done it kind of mystery I, angle. I, I will say the biggest plus for it is that it helps sync it up to the end because they have to bring him to the current day. Yeah. So it's kind of right. like, uh, well, the, here's what happened. You know, it's a classic showing the end before the beginning. And then it, sure. I, I have no, I, have no I think that elevates it above the, yeah, Thor I, ending I put it, me. I put it as a B like just Agreed. a, stand, yeah, a standard, well. standard, good opening. But like, again, not as high, not as much of the potential that was there. Yeah. And I also think the, uh, like visually it's cool. And it also has, I thought kind of like a, it has, I think it does intrigue and kind of wonder better as yeah. well. Like it's like they're in this exotic kind of location and what's this big ship? How did it get here? I think it sets that stuff up. Uh, yeah. So I think it's, it's a lower tier of type of cold open that could exist, but it's a really good execution of that. Okay. Yes. Lower. That's tier. fair. So both of you give it B's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. for me, this is like the exact same cold open as Thor. I am equally as interested as this character. Can't wait to see him develop. I'm also giving it a B. So that is the first one we all agree on. Congrats. Awesome. Um, and <laughs> Jordan, if you would like to take the reins for Avengers. This one's so long. <laughs> yeah, this one, it was 10 minutes. And I think the clip uh, that I sent Jordan okay. only showed the first three minutes. <laughs> That's all I oh watched. Boy. So to, to my mind, what this cold open was, was Nick Fury getting to S.H.I.E.L.D. and going down to see the Tesseract and the Tesseract is acting up. And you also get some crossover between Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill. Uh, the the Scars. Oh, yes. Yes. Which is fun. Yeah. Um, so that's all I saw. OK. And then Loki comes out of the Tesseract. Well, also, he, there's the, the where he's Loki is talking to that weird guy with like seven fingers. Cause That's he get, true. He, so Loki gets the scepter. Uh, then they go to Nick Fury and company down with the yeah. cube and then yep. Hawkeye and all that stuff. Yes. The and Hawk then you can take, is, uh, you can take it away, Cade. Uh, and Jordan, the Loki talking on the asteroid or wherever Thanos is hanging out is included in uh, the, the bit you watched. It's the first segment. And then, oh. and then, I mean, there might be some additional dialogue, but you got the gist oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, he is uh, teleports into the Avengers facility and immediately wrecks shit and then uh, compromises Barton by making Hawkeye a, uh, you know, kind of mind control dummy, uh, which sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And then he escapes um, with the cube and uh, Nick Fury calls or basically uh, Maria Hill and Agent Coulson are like, what do we do? Uh, and then Agent Fury is like, I know some guys or something like that. Um, and he as the it, entire facility crumbles. Yes. Below, the whole yeah. thing has been destroyed. Um, OK, I didn't see it. <laughs> um, I will say, I think this is uh, less of an interesting intro to me because partially because I didn't watch the whole thing, <laughs> which ruins it a little bit, but also because so I have a couple different. I was just thinking this. So I think the three styles so far uh, in these cold opens is one is like the kind of mystery intro that Cade was talking mm -hmm. about, like intrigue, nothing much happens, but it kind of sets like, Oh, what's yeah. this about? Then uh, the short story one that I mentioned that we really haven't seen an example yeah. of yet, except for, I guess the t Iron Man one is kind of a little short. Yeah. Story like a little vignette, a little bit. Yeah. And then this is the last kind, which I think is just like, the movie begins before the exposition. Like it's like, it's like, yeah, exposition going. dump. Yeah. Intro. Yeah. 
but it's very related yeah. to the movie. Like it doesn't, it do, there's no time apart or anything like that. So like, yeah, I think that, and that's one of my least favorite types. So <laughs> I, I'm giving this a C. Interesting. Yeah, I gave it, I gave it an A minus to start because I, I did. Maybe it's because my bias, because I remember going into the movie being like, whoa, like they're getting straight into it. Like it felt yeah, like, because exactly. I think people were anticipating it and they didn't want to just like go in and have like this slow start. Like you go in, Nick Fury's like, all right, here's a cube. Loki comes up. You're like, whoa, Loki's alive. What the hell? Like, and I think now that I'm saying it out loud, like it, it kind of feels like they jammed so much into that opener to justify the movie. Like we need to set it now so we can focus on the characters. So it kind of was like a double-edged sword. Like, We'll take a lesser opener so we have more time in the movie to focus on the characters. I, I so I'd give say, it, I'd give it, a, I'd give it a B plus. Okay, that's what I gave it. And okay. Liam, uh, correct me if you don't agree, but when I watched, if we're going in chronological order of when I watched them in theaters, so far this is the best cold open I've seen of all of them. I, not Iron Man one. If we're not talking retroactively, oh, okay, okay. If we are, if it is movie theater experience, can't wait to see what happens yeah. and then looking back on it like iron man one that's flawless that yeah. is perfect to his definitely, character perfect definitely to the movie. in theaters like you thought that was so cool like yes. loki showing mm-hmm. up and like taking out all the shield agents like Whoa, the excitement what? factor was yeah. so high yeah mm-hmm. um which i think it did a great job i also gave it a b plus because you know it's it's not uh i mean it's not perfect but i think it's very very strong yeah uh um Great. And Liam, you gave it a, what was your final decision? Uh, B plus. Okay, great. So we are all on the same play page except Jordan. Uh, and <laughs> so all is in you two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, however you want to look at it. Uh, so then I take Iron Man three. Um, so this was a fun one. This was, uh, he's, it's 1999 and he's at some conference, Tony Stark that is. Uh, and he runs into Aldridge Killian. Um, who is the antagonist for the film, and he runs into that um, female, uh, not love interest, but like kind of attractive female that is featured throughout the film. Um, mm-hmm. And basically he le- tells Aldridge Killian to go to the roof, and Aldridge remembers it for <laughs> 14 years or something when he abandoned him on the roof. And Tony Stark just does what he does. He gets drunk, he gets laid, and uh, I think more or less it is kind of just like an Iron Man opening sequence, like light, like it was kind of, it's still Tony Stark being Tony Stark and that's cool and it's entertaining, but, uh, all fit. But there's also like conflict and story in it. Yeah, I guess. Like, like you have that other character I, who's they, introduced they and stuff also, and like, I, I don't know. Yinsen was in it, which I thought was cool. A uh, nice tie back to mm-hmm. the very first, uh, trilogy, which is nice, uh, kind of full circle. Um, so that gives it some points. Uh, Liam, what did you think of this? I gave it an F. Really? I, I, cause wow. I've had this thing with Iron Man three where I felt so many different ways about it. Every time I, I watch remember it. you mentioning well, that. Cause like my criteria was kind of like, what, like, what's the goal? What's the goal of their cold open, which clearly this is trying to build out the character of the Mandarin while also yep. giving motivation. And I feel like it just fell flat for what the movie ended up being, which was like a case study of like PTSD in a superhero, which I don't, it just kind of fell a little out of place. Cause you like, 
it sets it up like it's trying to be so light and funny and oh here's Jensen he's alive again ha, ha, ha. and it's like it's exactly like what Shane Black does well which is like keeping things light and funny and like like this it's a story there like he built out a story but I think it just doesn't make sense for the rest of the movie like there's other ways that the man like I really I, I just don't see it as like doing justice for the movie that came after it. That is interesting that it's an F. So you, I gave it because I gave it, well, I gave it an F because it failed the the purpose of it. Like okay. it did, it didn't I see. like it's not an F because it was like oh this is the worst thing. But think about it in terms of like this is the third Iron Man movie, like sure. the third movie we've had one too. Like this this movie was supposed to be like all right like we just watched Avengers let's bring our A game and then they kind of went back a little bit because like Shane Black was just doing what Shane Black does. It wasn't like really adding that much to the character. It was just like oh. Here's a little nostalgia trip of like old Tony being like a cool cat. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I gave it, I'm going to give it a B I think, because I think it's like an okay self-contained story, but I agree with what you're saying that it, in the context of the film, it doesn't necessarily work well. But I think like if, if this was like a short film that Marvel just had a YouTube channel and they just like release yeah. this, it's like, Oh, that's yeah. That'd be like a fun clip. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. It's, yeah, okay, so, so like yeah like with your criteria we're like is it world building character it's definitely world but like it's adding more to like tony stark's like oh i'd go to these conventions where there's other scientists and stuff like that are doing crazy shit and then you know, and he's womanizing it yeah funny. yeah so yeah i i i think it's a successful little story but yeah what's that uh song blue yeah that well yeah the so 1999 yeah. that's what i mean like it was like hitting the nostalgia kicks and stuff yeah. and yeah I, I, John Favreau with a mullet, like that's what I mean. Like right, they're just Kate, trying to your, get, like, they're trying to get all the laughs in because, like, the movie does go into some serious stuff. Like, but then the first scene is house is blown up and like, yeah. is, like happy gets like exploded, like, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. this stuff. So it just There's like kind of fell out of place. They're playing wow. jump rope with it. Like it's like happy, serious, happy, serious, happy, serious. And you're like, all right, like maybe just focus on one thing and execute, but. I mean, that is a very hot take, Liam. Uh, so basically, we are all in agreement, uh, B's, except Liam, who gave yes. it an F. <laughs> a reverse. <Yes. laughs> a Marvel sucks versus right. no, it doesn't reverse. Another so. Uno reference. Uh, all right, Liam, you want to take Thor 2? So Thor 2, the best way I can describe this is that <laughs> it kind of looks like the opening cutscene of like a video game, like Age of Mythology or World of Warcraft. Like just the way it's like, it just like looks like a full on like, if this was a video game, I would be so hyped. Like I'm ready. Like, Oh, like a, a pop-up menu, like choose your race, choose your spell book. Like, like, yeah, I'm in dark. <laughs> as far as like the movie, you're just like, what is going on? Like, it's just, it's just like trying to give you, okay, well, this is, this is what the villain did. Now watch the movie where the villain comes back. Cause I feel yeah, it's just, it, I, I don't know. I, I honestly think this is my least favorite. This yeah. is like, it's like a worse version of a Lord, like the Lord of the Rings intro where they're the, absolutely yeah, Lord of yeah, the Rings yeah. intro. That's what yeah. I was thinking. And the CGI uh, was so much worse. <laughs> I mean, probably a smaller budget than uh, Peter Jackson got. Yeah. Especially with those Hobbit films. Those classic, classic Hobbit films. Uh, so, and also basically nothing in this really happens. Do you want to give a, like a brief summary of, what so malekith like the dark out basically it introduces the aether which turns out to be the reality stone um introduces the dark elves they're dark elves right yes um and introduces like what will be like oh 
So we had to hide this Aether away from the Dark Elves because they tried to get all this power and we had to hide it somewhere they would never find. Again, trying to put in mystery. Guess what? It's going to be fucking Earth because <laughs> how do we get these people on the planet again? And <laughs> it's like Odin doing like the recap. It's just like, it's just so, so classic. Like, okay, we just need to like tell this dumb fucking story and how do we get the information there? Because there's no like, there, like there's nothing with like the Frost Giants. It's just like, oh, here's a new a new group like another army we get to just kill off droves of because that's what thor is like yeah just give him a bunch of enemies to take out so yeah. here's another army um yeah. i gave it a d now that i'm saying it out loud i don't think it even deserves that maybe like a d minus because because it's it crazy that you liked it more than iron man 3. well I, I think i think just because it, it's i'm comparing the opener to the movie itself like did it do the movie justice and i feel like for thor 2 not being a great movie it did its purpose for the movie, which was to introduce Malekith and the motivation. I see. So Kate, what are you giving? I'm, this is my least favorite of all of them. I'm giving it a D plus. I'm giving it a B. Whoa. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> this yeah. is crazy. Well, cause <laughs> go ahead. Explain yourself. I was listening to y'all talk about, it's like, that oh, is great. I'm going to, I'm going to give such a turn around. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Explain yourself. One, I liked that it was like a, a Lord of the Rings movie. I thought that was fun. Just like, cause it's so, it's such a genre bend from the rest of everything else going on in these movies. Yes. And it, it, and it is kind of its own unit. And then the other things I have that it's world building. It's absolutely world yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. It's building. realm building. And then the other thing <laughs> was, yeah, was relevance to the overall MCU. And this sets up where one of the stones that is like the whole yeah. arc of the Avengers series is. Yeah. So it's incredibly relevant to the rest of the MCU. Well, you don't know that it's an Infinity Stone until the end of the movie. It's which like, is a, ga- why it's like I, a liquid. I, <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. It's yeah, like a yeah, gaseous yeah, liquid. Like a, and they're like, like we could just make flood, that a stone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never explain I, how it is, but it is a stone now. Like I give Thor to more credit than a lot of other people do because it did introduce the Infinity Stones and the Collector and all that in the first yeah. credit. So I, I think, you know, a lot of people say this is the worst one, but... I think there's some there's some pros. The cold open, however, is not one of those pros for me. <laughs> like that is fascinating that Jordan gives it a B. This I, I was just watching through the clips. Today. This is going to be the craziest. Again, if, it a video, if it was a video game opener, I would be so hyped to play like in that world. Like it, it felt like that. Because yeah. like, like World of Warcraft used to do these crazy like cutscenes and cinematics. Like it felt. Oh, I know. It felt like <laughs> it felt like a new expansion pack. You're like, oh, it's yeah. Sick. I think that's part part of what appealed to me yeah. about it. Yeah. Because I played all the World of Warcraft expansions up to the fourth one. It, what, it the did pan, kind of have the panda a one Diablo feel. Or I guess the f- I, vanilla included. Yeah. So the I played up to Cataclysm, okay. and then I did not like Cataclysm at all. Yeah, wow. I, I, you guys are talking a completely different language. I joined during Crusade, and then I think I played through Death Knight, and then that, Wrath yeah. of the Lich King. Right, that was the, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I stopped. Mm. Yeah, I, I tried to play a couple of the other ones, and I actually went back and played Classic when that was released uh, last summer. Which was really yeah. Good. My, my brother's got he's deep into vanilla right now, and and he's making me itch. Like it's like an addiction, dude. Like sorry to go on yeah. this side reel, but if you, anyone that's played <laughs> World of Warcraft knows the itch. Like where it's like you quit yeah. and you, you're like, oh wow, I have a life now. Then you're like, fuck, I can go back. So the, <laughs> well, the last World of Warcraft thing I'll say is I so I did go back and I got to level fifty two on my main in the new one, mm. and I was just suddenly like, and I'm done. 
I, I, I no longer want to play wow, World of Warcraft. It was the, the weirdest fix. thing. Like I was loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. And then I was just like, I hit a wall like so hard. I was just like, I don't want to get these last eight levels because the last eight levels were going to. It's just a gr- it's a like it's a pure grind that you could be 20. spending to get Tom Nook his million dollar loan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is happening? Sorry, right this now? is gamer talk. We digress. <laughs> I mean, I play video games. Yeah. Like, let's talk. You know, Rock Band or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, because Rock Band's yeah. a grind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way I play it. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on to Winter Soldier. Jordan, would you like to explain the cold open to your favorite Marvel film? Uh, let's see. This one is also kind of interesting because I think the cold open is technically Captain America running into Sam Wilson. I don't think the boat sequence counts as it doesn't count in this. No, movie. no, it, I, it, it's. But what does this title see? I did not see the boat. No, I all I saw was the I'm on your left. Yeah, yeah I so thought that, that was a cold open. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But I don't think the the title like Captain America Winter Soldier comes up or it comes up before the running sequence. Like I don't remember where that comes up in the movie. Whereas Well, whatever. This is what we're okay, going. Okay, yes. So so it's uh uh the guy who's going to become Falcon. What's his Falcon. name? Falcon. Yeah. But but what's a what's Sam Wilson. Like, Wilson? Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Yeah, so Sam Wilson's running around DC and Captain America keeps passing him and then they end up chatting, establishes his character. Uh, I don't know. There's not there's not too much to explain about yeah. this one, except for I will say it, it was well done for what it was, and it introduces a character who's going to become an Avenger. Yeah. I, which is, I would say, the only thing it doesn't have for my criteria is, like, world building, because it takes place in our yeah, world. Yeah, it doesn't so. really need much. I think it is a yeah. fun self-contained story though. And I think it is a mm-hmm. subtle way of introducing someone who will be so big to the franchise. Like looking back on it, like right before we watch Falcon winter soldier, I could totally see myself just watching this three minute clip and being like, this is where it all started. This is yeah. so interesting. And, and, I, and I like it. It's, it's a perfect little story, obviously perfect introduction of like a main, a big player character and just the little sequence with like uh yo add this to your list and then you get to look at his list like showing that captain america is trying to catch up like he's just trying to get the times and like immediately like you see like what is on and you i remember just being theaters thinking for a bit like yeah he has like so much like pop culture that he just doesn't get and like all that stuff i love lucy like yeah obviously Uh, history stuff too like just like random things that you wouldn't have known like that might have happened in the world like and I, I just like love that, and I, I gave it an A plus. Like it was just like per- uh, to me, I think it was just like a perfect like sequel opener. Like all right, caps in modern times, and clearly just like huh. you know, I gave it an A plus. A plus. Well, you do. This is your favorite movie, I, and I, I just thought it was like perfect. I don't know. Okay, that's all right. I gave it a B. Okay, because I think it's really good, but I don't think it's like exceptional. I gave it a B plus because I think it is very good, um, and I think this is my first. Aside from Iron Man, this is my wait, first uh, B plus. Wait, I'm, wait, I'm trying to think now. Wait, I'm, I'm, I just got the flash in my head. Isn't the begin the true beginning to Winter Soldier when like it's him coming back from his parents' funeral, and Bucky is like, isn't the, the flashback, or does that happen later in the movie? That happens later. Okay, in the movie. okay, that's Never not mind. the start. That's definitely later in the movie. Okay. We need to pick up the pace a little. All bit. right, we got it. We got it. Hey, the last one was two and a half hours. That's the record we're trying. Oh to God. Make. <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap this one up in an hour twenty. It's gonna be a normal length episode. Okay. Oh, come we on, got, we got this. We're at like Let's, what forty right now? Right now, my timer's saying that we're well. Let's just keep arguing about how long we can make we it. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, I will do uh, Guardians Volume 1. This cold open. So the whole time I was like just... Uh, you know, sort of browsing through the clips because I remember all of them so vividly. This was the only one where I was wrong. I thought this was Star-Lord running around on the planet singing Come and Get Your Love. That is when the title sequence starts, though. That's when you see the title. Yeah, but technically the cold open is when he's on Earth and gets abducted by aliens and his mother's dying, which was very emotional uh, for a cold open. Um, yeah, and I think that this is probably the most like dramatic cold open for characters, especially that we. Yeah, don't even most of the time yet. they like to like to start light, and this was the exact opposite. Yeah. The rest of the film is incredibly yeah. light, and this was yeah like tough. Yeah, exactly. So I give this a B plus. B. Oh, I give this an A plus 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 perfection. <laughs> yeah, I give this an A absolutely because yeah. it's a little short story. It's removed from the rest of the film, so it's like a little separate piece. Like if you weren't telling this now, when would you tell? Yeah. It? So, like, I think it, it serves all that kind of cold open. It's world building. It shows you where he came for, comes from. And even uh, a little bit, like, the way she talks about his dad. Of course, you don't know this when you're watching the first one, unless you're also a fan of the comics or whatever. Yeah. But, like, w- watching that now and knowing who his dad yeah. turns out to be. Yeah. That's- yeah, I think I actually had, when I was trying to put it as in, a like, a list 1 to 24, this was, like, my potential number one yeah I, really th- this this but is i, I think I been doing the top so i'm just gonna say this this would be the i think the number one cold opener because of the payoff at the end like mm-hmm. yeah the I, reason I mean, the, payoff re- at the, end the is reason that chord strikes so strong is because yeah. of that beginning there's no that's like true. i think that's like the perfect like but like bookend yeah mm-hmm. all right i agree with that uh i still was really looking forward to seeing star lord come around or sing come and get your love and you also know, some I, I would count I, and i also counted that as part of the oh interesting opener oh, well if we're going to the title i know like i think the marvel logo kicks in after that cold open right yeah that's that's what i was counting yeah. it as this is my only my second a right yeah yes you gave iron man one an a and you gave this an a yeah um, that's what i was thinking and yeah i think this is good i think I don't know, going into this and I love, all right, so picture yourself in 2014. I love all the Marvel movies that have come out so far. And then they're trying to pitch to me a talking raccoon and all this. Like, I'm not sold on this movie yet. And the cold open is not doing anything to sell me on this movie. However, by the by the end of the film, I'm 110% sold. Uh, but this cold open is not the thing that did it for me. So what are you giving it? I gave it a B plus. Okay. All right. Uh, moving so, on to Avengers, Age of Ultron. Avengers 2. Um, yeah, so this one's a pretty basic opener. It is the Avengers attacking a Hydra facility in, I guess, outside of Sokovia, right? Um, yep. And Correct. this is where we get into the introduction to the twins, um, the Romanoff twins, Pietro and Wanda, who will be Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Um, they do a classic like Avengers lineup shot, which was like in all the trailers wow. where like they're all attacking simultaneously. Um, so fun. And basically attack happens. They break into the base, get Loki scepter. And I would say the cream or I guess the, 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 the golden nugget of this cold open is Wanda putting a spell on Tony Stark where he sees the death of the Avengers, ultimately setting up the conclusion of Infinity War or Tony's yep. biggest fear. Uh, some would yep. even say Endgame, um, which completely sets the stakes of the entire movie, which 
explains Tony's motivation for building Ultron and all this stuff. And, you know, I, I, I think I'll, like Avengers Age of Ultron gets a bad rap. I really liked it, but uh, I'd give it a, a solid B plus as an opener. I think it's, it was a lot of action introduced a lot. And then, uh, you know, obviously that little vision scene was great. Yeah. Um, I will go ahead. I'm going to give this an A because right. I, I think self-contained as a story, like this could totally just be like a fun, like I always wondered, what are the Avengers going to do between Avengers 1 and Avengers 3? Like surely these are not the only three times they meet with their other movies. Like surely they've been called on other missions that we're just not seeing everything. So I would one day, I mean, it probably won't happen, but I would love to see just like 10 minute videos of them doing like, what they're doing here. I love the, yeah, it won't happen. Cause that'd be enormously expensive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it would, together. it would not happen. Uh, I, my, and I've said this on the podcast several times. I don't like the fact that this movie, uh, sort of just throws them all together willy nilly. And they're just like, Oh, everyone's back. Like it was that easy to get them all together. Whereas I really liked Avengers one, how fun it was to see them, you know, kind of, come to come together one one by one and kind of introduce each character and then they fight a little bit uh but however that being said this sequence is very fun for me uh i arguably the my favorite part of the entire film because age of ultron all things considered i did think that yeah, while watching yeah it. i thought this was maybe the best part yeah. of this whole so movie. age of ultron to me i've seen it as many times as i've seen the rest of these uh and it it is not as fun a rewatch as probably more than half um, I, this one, so I have this right on the threshold of a, I think it's like the top of my B cause my, like it doesn't do too much world building. It's really just a cool Avengers fight yeah. sequence, but I think it's a really good one. And it's like a, like you said, it's like almost like an episode of Avengers, the TV show yeah. or something mm, yep. where it's just the six of them being cool, doing their stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's nothing like, it's not a curveball in any way, which is why I think I can't make it an A. Like the, like it's it's not set apart from the rest of the movie in a way that informs the rest of the movie. It's just like a really fun sequence that I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's that's yeah, why I can't get in. But I, 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 I think yeah. it's really solid. So yeah, the, I, that's how I felt. Uh, it was it's just a very fun sequence, and so I'm giving it a B. Okay, uh, so that's that's an even spread. Um, wait, uh, who? Oh, so that was that was Liam did that. Mm. Um, so Jordan, no, Jordan, you're Ant Man. Okay, so this one was this is the one that's him as a young man, yeah, right? Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas, yeah. Michael Douglas. talking Douglas. to Howard Stark, correct? And also that lady's Penny. there. Yes, in uh, Captain America's Penny uh, Carter. Right, one. right, right. And Peggy, they're arguing. Peggy. Oh my God. Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're arguing about his pin particle because he doesn't want them to use it and they they're like it's the biggest breakthrough and whatever which all this stuff is interesting but also like i i found this to be a kind of a boring cold yeah i I agree i like it's it's just got nothing going on visually it's just them standing in a room talking yeah which i i think is an important scene i mean you get john flattery that's cool also the de-aging technology that was like the first time i saw it like actually look good i remember going like holy shit michael douglas looks young you know, like <laughs> this is working. That is true. Yeah, I, I'm giving it a C, uh, but I feel like that's a little, like, and I guess it's it's probably just I don't know. You can give it a C plus. The, I, it's just something about it. I just it's not. Yeah, fun. I, I, I'll join. It's you got on a lot C. of good things, but it's not fun. Uh, Liam, what did you give it? I, I'm with Jordan. I think it's a C. It, it, it 
to your criteria, which I think is a good point. It's like, could this have happened at any other point in the movie? And it's still like, that could have been a flashback elsewhere and still, you know, it didn't need to be at the beginning. They just wanted it to be at the beginning yeah. to get that and out of the way. It wasn't exciting. Yeah, it's <laughs> almost like they wanted to get that scene out of the way, not that they wanted yeah. it to open the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I pretty much agree. I'm going to give it a C plus just cause I like, you know, John Slattery and that's, that's fun that it's still like, and, uh, agent Peggy Carter was a show at the time. So it was cool that they kind of looped her into the movies again. Yeah. Um, mm. to kind of promote that show, even though it inevitably got canceled. It, it's a shame because what if Edgar Wright did the cold open, how much better would it have been <laughs> if it was Edgar Wright? Oh yeah, it would have been different. Uh, that's for sure. But I think that Marvel was really trying to push like, hey, this Peggy Carter show, like not a lot of people are watching it. Let's put her in a yeah. movie. Please, please. It was in the Disney machine. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, it paid off in yeah. the long run. I'm, I'm uh, willing to give them the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Edgar Wright, I mean, sure, he would have made a fine Ant-Man, but if it affected the outcome of Avengers Endgame, I will not stand for it. <laughs> All right, go, Kate. Okay, uh, Civil War. Uh, as most of you know, this is one of my top three Marvels. It's a six out of six for me, uh, movie-wise. Uh, this cold open, however, I mean, I love how it pays off in the twist. Uh, basically, the cold open is uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier himself, uh, a flashback to his uh, espionage days where he is hunting down uh, people and their super soldier training going on. And it's kind of just a very... Uh, clip show day in the life of him very brief um and he goes to get some super soldier serums from who uh who uh, victims who end up being howard and um uh howard's wife tony stark's parents uh but we don't know that yet this sort of sets up the twist overall this as a cold open compared to the rest of one of my favorite marvel movies does not really do much for me uh but it's still a solid intro but i i end up giving it like a b Okay. Uh, yeah. I feel like it should, I should have liked it more than I did. Correct. Cause it, it, it does a lot of the things I'm, I, I want it to do. <laughs> like it is a short story separately. It's got some world building. You learn some about that character. It is important to the rest Sets of the Sets up the twist in a big way. Uh, I just, I don't know. It fell a little flat for me. This one I have like on the cusp of like being a B, but I'm not sure I get it there. So, so you're giving it a C, C. it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, uh, Liam? I'm joining you with a B. Um, yeah, I mean, like you, uh, I feel like you guys touched on all the points. I feel like given that the main plot is like, oh, the Avengers doing do a lot more, like, more harm than they do good could have been like yeah. the, the main thing, like maybe showing like all the death toll and yeah, all that, that stuff. Yeah, interesting. But, you know, that's just like a what could have been. But uh, I, think I, I, I think been... it was good, though. It, it, it like... It built the world, like gave like Bucky's character a little more depth and, you know. Aside from the twist, like I think this would have been much better if you see, like if it's a cut of Baron Zemo's kid, like about to die. And he's just like watching Avengers 2 footage or like, you know, watching the events and then like a rock falls on them. I don't yeah. remember what happened. Yeah, just like that. them at the grid because he said like, oh, my, yeah. my dad took care of him. Like if it's just like a yeah. family in their home and the kid yeah. is playing with his grandpa, then the building yes. collapses. You go holy shit yeah this is what this is why this is going to be a huge debate you know and that that would have been very strong for me although 
I can't like do you Liam uh, being a fan of this movie as well do you think you would have seen that twist coming like if a cold open featured Baron Zemo's family like do you think you would have figured out that it was a hundred percent but at the okay, same so, time let's get real <laughs> they cross cut with the uh, Bucky killing Tony's dad and then the next scene is like Stark talking about the death of his parents like they didn't really try and hide I didn't twist. piece it together till the they, end he said like when that car surprised. accident happened he's like we were like, okay. <laughs> Did you? Well, I don't think he mentions a car. He accident. says when mom think, and dad died. I, th- I thought he said yeah. like they were in an accident. No, he does not. Well, he. I does thought not he said they were in an accident. In that sequence, okay. I don't maybe know. an accident. It does not mention vehicle accident. Okay. I, were you surprised at all? Did you figure it out in theaters, or were you? Surprised? Yeah. You, once like, once you got to like because you you could kind of put it. I, I forget what I didn't know exactly till the end. Struck, but it was just like. I feel like it was like once they like right before they got to the facility. I'm like, oh, I think this is going to like be building up because like this for me was like watching the Sixth Sense in theaters. It was great. And nobody I didn't <laughs> have it spoiled. Like I did not see any of it coming. I was blown away, hmm. which is probably what adds to my review of it. Um, moving on to Doctor Strange. Liam, if you take the wheels. Um, so the cold open to Doctor Strange is I don't think I was it on the YouTube. I don't think it was on the YouTube or maybe I skipped, uh, it, maybe I skipped it. It's him yeah. performing a surgery while listening to classical music and guessing. No, 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 no it's uh, the, it's the ancient. <gasps> oh, one. the Swinton. ancient. Yeah. It's the ancient yeah. one and fighting sh- off uh, Mads Mikkelsen, right? Correct. Oh my yeah, God. And it, yeah, it's, a, it's similar to like age of Ultron where it just kind of starts off in the action. Yeah, and uh, very well, much. but I think it's separate because you don't know what's going on yet. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, you just see masked like, figures. It's, it's not, and then I guess, yeah. So more or less, the cult that Mad Nicholson is running, where they're trying to get Dormammu summoned, has stolen a scroll from the Ancient One, and the Ancient One is fighting them all off in the mirror dimension, doing some crazy mind bending shit, and then uh, she defeats them, and then. I forget how it. Well, a couple of them get. I think most of them get. Yeah, most away. of them. Yeah, but she like. Mm-hmm. I know she smashes some of them in between buildings and shit. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 Then I forget how it ends. Sorry, I didn't watch this one. Probably the uh, no, worst one would... for me to summarize. But <laughs> uh, no, uh, basically that's pretty much how it ends. And then she just goes on her merry way, kind of just through a portal, yeah. and then it switches right over to Doctor Strange. Yeah. Perform surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a really strong hold. Really? Because you don't. Because to me, I going into this, I don't know anything about what Doctor Strange's powers are going to be about. And I don't know. I mean, I just don't know anything about Doctor Strange. So this <laughs> opening just starts. You're in this, to me, completely far in place. Like, where are we even? And then when it breaks out and it shows that they're just like in New York, like on a like, I, I think that's a cool moment because it feels before that it could be anywhere, anytime, like some ancient like uh forbidden knowledge or whatever and then they bust out onto a city street and then the visuals are also really cool i don't know i think it's a a good little microcosm of what's to come and it introduces a bunch of stuff it's kind of like a mini uh doctor strange episode kind of much like adventures too except Mm -hmm. like you said there's you don't know what's going on so that's Mm -hmm. that's fun yeah the mystery is there as well as the world building yeah i guess it's it's more intrigue than a short story i mean yeah, it's it is a short story because it's like it's like a attempted heist that is thwarted by i don't know like people have intentions and they're being thwarted and you know all yeah that. yeah basically yeah. i think there's an a wow okay uh Liam? which is my third uh, i gave it this 
I gave it third. Act. I gave it a D for Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> no, because I think what I've been finding going through like the list right now is like I definitely like more character based cold opens, especially when you're introducing yeah. a character like Doctor Strange, which obviously like this was the first movie dealing with like the mystic arts and stuff. But I feel like like an overall complaint with the movie was just like I didn't like how they portrayed Doctor Strange as almost just being like a Tony Stark esque kind of guy. He's rich. He makes jokes and, you know, he's, he's going to get these powers then have to learn how to be responsible with them. But I just would rather inch like rather than start off straight into the action. Cause the, the, the best thing the movie has going for it is the effects, which are great. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. I just, I, I guess I just want something more like we get a little more like insight into the ancient one or Dr. Strange before the, uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe like kind of sh- like teasing a little bit more that the ancient one messed around with the book because like you know how they reveal like she was using Dormammu's magic like maybe like just kind of build that out a little bit. Or- well, what's his the guy Mads Mikkelsen kind of calls her like a, a heretic, yeah. it, I think, or, or a hypocrite or a heretic. Well, just because she, she's heret- stopping him from ac- yeah. accessing whatever information she has. I don't, yeah, I don't. Know. I just think it it works to introduce. Uh, the elements of magic and kind of the art style and stuff, all that. Yeah. But I guess I could kind of see your point of that. It, it, it almost tips the hand of like, they could have withheld some of these effects so that the first time you see them, when Dr. Strange is using them, it's more fresh or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, Good point. Yeah. Um, I give it a B because I think it's very fun, but it's just kind of middle of the road for me. Um, visually it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just solid. I don't think yeah. it's... I will say uh, the thing that it doesn't have that I don't know. I, I You know, some some of this is just bias. Like I, like I said for the last one, as I thought, that one I has all the elements to be better than it was and I ranked it lower. And I think this one is missing one of the elements that could have ranked it lower. Yeah. And that's like emotional payoff. This has very little in the way of emotional stakes. Yeah, because yeah. the any, villain was kind of one note. Really it's like, he's evil. Like... They're like yeah. maybe showing the villain discovering the book. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe showing it, it has no um, yeah. emotional hook. Yeah. So I could see myself of ranking it lower, but I just happened to, when I watched it today, I was like, I like it. I feel like just with many of these, when I was rewatching them, like there was like either a nostalgia kick or like an opposite thing. And like, like, especially for this one, I'm like, Oh, well that movie wasn't as good as I thought it was, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting how the framing of the open definitely changes the rating. Yeah. Yeah. That hundred percent. All right. What's next? It's mine, right? It is. Uh, yes, it is you. And it is guardians volume two. Okay. Which, okay. So this is brandy open. Yeah. This so is they're driving across the countryside. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a biased opinion for me and Jordan. Really? Wow. For you. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to give away mine, but, uh, is, are we including the Groot dance sequence? I don't think I, we yeah. should. I think that would give it I don't too think we should much, either. Okay. Too many exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I give this a B because it does matter to the rest of the movie. I love Brandy. Yes. Brandy is so if it, if it didn't have Brandy in it, it'd be a C. Absolutely. Yeah. But it has, it has Brandy. I, I love I, Brandy. I'm, so. well, I, oddly enough, I'm right there with you. B, B as well. And very agreed on the song. The song affects the entire movie. <laughs> Yeah. It, it does. And really, me and Jordan have uh, stated this before on the podcast, but our overall opinion of Guardians 2 is 
pretty fair weather, but uh, are basically just because of brand, the use of brandy in it, it really ranks up an entire <laughs> tier yeah, of yeah, a yeah. film. Uh, also, you're seeing is, young Kurt Russell is just like, damn, still has sure. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it works. Uh, so both of you give this a B. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I give it an A minus because I right. really <laughs> fucking love a lot brandy. of brandy points. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of brandy points. Um, all right. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. This is <clears throat> me, I believe. Um, one of my favorite cold opens. This uh, shows Michael Keaton becoming the vulture based uh, solely off of the events of Avengers. And it's always, I was kind of nervous. How are they going to introduce Spider-Man into this universe? Like, how are they going to do it? Well, there's been so many failed attempts, but now that they're bringing in the Avengers, like I love it. Like I'm, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. And I absolutely love that they're able to incorporate so much of the universe in this cold open within just five minutes. It hundred yeah, percent. And, and like you he, feel bad for the, uh, what I can't think of anyone's name. Adrian, today. Adrian, Toons, Toons, Michael Keaton, the vulture. Yeah. It, it just, it takes you on an emotional journey in that little short span of time you have with it. I think this one's an A. Yeah. Also, I think y'all convinced me. I want to downgrade Dr. Strange to a B. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> basically in contrast with this one especially because yeah. this one tells a story about a villain and makes me care one way or the other about him yeah and that one didn't and i think that's like a big enough difference that i want this to replace yeah okay. very <laughs> yeah, good very i good. gave this an a plus exactly for that reason because the thing about spider-man's villains in the comics is that all the villains are very much tied into his personal life like you have dr octavius being like a mentor then becoming a villain then you have the lizard you have you have all these people in his life. And since you can't do that in the MCU, cause he's not a character yet, they had to connect the villain to another hero being Tony Stark. And then through yeah. that, like introduces like the tie in with Spider-Man. Cause in this, in the movie, Spider-Man is very much like tied to Tony Stark. So like yes. it automatically sets that up. Like how do we make people care about this villain? Have him link to Spider-Man's mentor. So it's like, yeah. I just love that they added that. And and it just totally nailed it. It just nailed it. It works so well. Yeah. Like you might like I did not. Have, if you were to tell me like right before I watched that movie that this is one of the best cold opens I would have seen so far, I probably wouldn't have believed yeah. you. Oh, and I just love seeing Michael Keaton sock that dude. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was great. It was so satisfying. Yeah. Plus, they get him to be Vulture right after he's Birdman. Like, oh, yeah. And bat, yeah, it's his third third winged character. Great introduction into the franchise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is an A from everyone and an A plus from Liam. Uh, Liam, if you would like to do the Thor Ragnarok cold open. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is like a classic cold open where it's like, oh, well, I bet you're wondering how I got here, which is like Thor <laughs> in a cage. Uh, I forget the being's name. Uh, the guy who is uh, going to bring Ragnarok to Asgard. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, he's this giant... A uh, mountain monster dude that has this crown. I, I forget his name, but um, Thor's hanging out in a cell, just kind of recapping his adventures since uh, Avengers Two. Just saying, like, oh, you know, I tried to find the Infinity Stones, couldn't. Blah blah. blah. Kind of like in a jokey form, which was wasn't as common in the other Thor movies. Kind of introduced mm -hmm. the comedic element to what we're gonna see in this movie, and um. Then he is the fire demon yeah. Sir Tur. That's his name. Yeah. So 
one of the best action sequences in Thor history, I think, is when he breaks out of the cage to find out information about, you know, how to take the crown off the demon to kill him. And then we hear the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin play as Thor engages uh, into fights with like a thousand demons a la Doom. Um, <laughs> that's why this was it is just a dope action sequence and sets the tone for the movie, which is just going to be this fun, like 80s joyride of just like comedy, action and fun. So I think I, yeah. I gave it an A plus because, again, totally set up what the movie is going to be. And just hit it, kill. I, I, I couldn't say no to that. A plus. Yeah. Uh, no, a, I think. Uh, same. Uh, the version on YouTube was cut really short, though. Basically, yeah. as soon as he fell out of the cage, it cuts, um, which was frustrating because I remember this being a good opening sequence yeah. and then being like, ah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's because the immigrant song. Yeah. I bet that gets copyright struck. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Jordan, you gave it an A? Mm hmm. I too give this one an A. So that is all of our same rankings as Spider-Man Homecoming. That's a couple good ones. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they nailed is. it down. <laughs> well, that's what also they, the they started getting more like, okay, this is the director that's going to take on this movie. Like that's yours. Like, cause Taika Waititi definitely was like, all right, we got to reframe this whole hero. Like, yeah, they gave him a shit ton of creative control yeah. comparatively to other movies. A hundred percent. Um, uh, so, uh, Jordan, would you like to do black Panther? Okay, so this is, it opens up and it's, I think it ends up being that we're seeing like a simulation of their history or something. Like what? Are we, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, basically. it's vibranium sand almost. The and, history yeah. of vibranium through like some, not claymation, but yeah. like a vibranium so, so this one I also think is incredibly strong because it gives us a lot of background. The visuals are cool. Mm. Um, it sets up a bunch of stuff that we need to know. It's a little, it's its own little story sequence. Um, I don't think it has the flash of the last two that we saw yeah. or like the, well, yeah. the flash of the last one and the, or the emotional impact of the one prior to that. But I do think it's a very solid functional intro. Well, it also, I think this one cut it out, but it also includes uh, T'Chaka going to that house or apartment in Oakland, uh, Los Angeles, Oakland, Oakland, uh, and ends oh. up killing, ends up killing Killmonger's father. Which if you include that, I think it's, an I a. gave it an a for that. And it's also because the movie will lead you to believe, cause he's like, father, tell me about Wakanda. You think it's T'Challa as a baby or as a kid, like, tell me about our yeah. land. Then you learn it is actually Killmonger asking his father, Sterling K Brown about Wakanda and him telling the history, which also adds a little more emotion to it later on. I actually never picked up on that. Yeah. So that's, that's why he's like, amazing. let me tell you, and the only reason wow. I know this is because I've watched this movie probably the most out of <laughs> what I do, especially the opener. So yeah. going on a sidebar okay. here, every time if I want to get like, whenever me and Jen are like, all right, what are we going to watch tonight? What I'll always yeah. do is like, all right, I think I have something. I think I figured out where we're going to watch. I'll throw on Black Panther. I always <laughs> throw on Black Panther. And I've watched sure that. She in, loves oh, that. she is so fed up with it. But I've watched that <laughs> intro. I, I always watch it through through the intro. It is I can probably hit it beat for beat. And I think that it just it does it does everything Jordan says in this criteria, like world building, all this stuff. And I like that it's like you understand the villain's motive right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I will bump this up now that I know that that, that little uh, background to it. Um I still think I'm going to give it an A minus just in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but I think it's very solid. Um, 
so that's that leaves me to Infinity War, arguably my favorite cold open, which was cut off in the clip that I showed everyone. <laughs> I like that. Oh, well, half, this is half, important. <laughs> you got to you got to expand that. Half this podcast is just like maybe don't watch the clip playlist, Kate. <laughs> maybe maybe go on Disney Plus and just spend the time going through each movie. Well, and the other thing is I've seen all these so many times, so they were really just meant to jog people's memories. Yeah, I agree. Uh, um, but this is basically this whole cold open is. No, wait, wait, before you explain it, I just want to say that I'm sitting at a C based on what I saw. In the clip <laughs> so, far. Oh, so I'm no. curious if the information you add is going to how far it's going to raise. That's amazing. It. Okay, well, so everything happens. Uh, yeah, God, the, the clip just showed Thanos showing up and basically revealing that he had the power stone. That's it. Yeah. Like they don't even do much with Thor and Loki's brotherhood. Or he yeah. says, he says, Which, Loki, give me the Tesseract. And he threatens to kill Thor. And Loki's like, go ahead and Which, kill him. I'll say the reason it had a C is because this is just the movie starting to me. Sure. That's, that's why I gave it this. Cause it doesn't, it's not separate from anything. It's not its own little story. That's informing anything. It's just like, Hey, the movie's here. So that makes it feel like not a cold open to me. Okay. But anyway, well, continue true but you also get so that cut off right before one of my favorite sequences in the entire movie where loki says we have a hulk and thanos fights the hulk which is so fun and so incredible and you finally get to see thanos is like how strong he is The, the hulk is always the ace in the hole like they always got a hulk now they don't and this really sets a very uh sad tone or desperate tone for the rest of the movie like oh fuck like their ace in the hole is just completely gone um and then he kills Heimdall. A lot happens in this cold open. Yeah. Like in in the like widespread effects of the MCU, I think the most happens in this cold open. That's true. Compared to anything else. Um, and it really just you don't know much about Thanos, you know a little, but this really shows what a badass and what a threat of a villain that he is. I absolutely give it an a plus and then it ends with uh bruce banner being thrown to earth and he runs into the sanctum sanctorum and dr strange finds him hmm yeah i this is interesting because i don't know how i it's a good start to the movie and it is i remember thinking the what you're saying about how it sets up the level of thanos's power yeah it does do a good job of that because thor is Thor and Hulk are basically the strongest Avengers that they have. Yeah. And they're yeah. just shown to be like tossed around by yeah. Thanos. Yep. Yeah. But it is, I don't know. I don't know if I, maybe if I watch the whole thing. Well, and I think also it's like a not- key part is that the speech Thanos is giving is like a speech that they put into so many of the trailers. Like you think this is the speech yeah. he's going to be giving at the end of the film, but no, yeah. he is giving that at the beginning. Cause he's already messed up. Like you said, two of the strongest Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> he bought. I think I gave it an A plus. I think it's just like one of the strongest Avengers openings for sure. Agreed. Just like out of all the Avengers films, that one was just like, all right, mm-hmm. boom, villain. We already knew about. We don't need to inch. Like we know the villain's motivations. Now we're just like in the movie. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Jordan, what are you landing on? Yeah, it does have a lot of strong things. I feel bad giving it a c it's it mostly, definitely does it's, not deserve a c, a c is way too low compared, way to, too compared low. to like an like but it's just not one. its own separate story like 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 the vulture thing <laughs> yeah that's like i mean you don't or, have to give like, it an a plus like think of a movie like up like that's opening thing it's just like its own little self-contained thing that is important to the rest of the movie but also kind of works as a separate item that's kind of what i was thinking for most of these and a lot of the ones that i like the most 
are the little it, yeah. those criteria. This one really doesn't, but I don't know if that's a reason to give it a C. I think we can agree that if Thanos showed up at the beginning sequence of Up, it would have been a better film. So like I'm, th- I'm trying to think like maybe like so you remember the Gamora scene right like if that was the beginning of the movie would that be a better yeah. cold open like I I think well I I, I no I think no. this is a better cold open yeah. or it's not a better cold open but it's a better way to begin the yes. movie yeah. yeah it's just yeah I, I don't know it's it's more that it's run into a uh problem with my curriculum yeah, yeah, or yeah. <laughs> criteria rather than it being bad it I don't know, I'll give the it rules like a B. All right, we got him, Liam. <laughs> Lawyered. <laughs> um, all right, Liam, take Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp is kind of like a retelling of the of what happened, like of like a flashback that happens in Ant-Man 1. Um, it is Michael Douglas uh, retelling the story of him and his wife's last mission to his daughter and like the complications that happened. And explaining like, oh, you know, uh, your mom went subatomic, but he's like, now that Scott did it in the last movie, we can try and save her. And it basically is an introduction to him giving her the wasp suit and getting her involved in, you know, his mission to save his wife. Um, As far as cold openers, I gave it a D because it (laughs) seemed like its only purpose was to say, hey, Michelle Pfeiffer is uh, the mom. She's going to appear later in the movie. Like, like we already knew from the end of Ant-Man, they already sh- showed Michael Douglas giving her the suit. Like, yeah. it's like they just did all of the stuff again. Like, here's the scene from the first movie that matters. And here's another part to say, here's Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I gave it yeah. Yeah. a D. I, I also I, thought it felt awkward. Yeah. Like the writing, like yeah. the mom interacting with the daughter. Like yeah. that, it was just like too sweet and not funny like she's kind of doing a goof but it's not actually funny at all it's not even that cute yeah uh i feel like this whole cold open was told in ant-man one that's what i was yeah all of this there's a repeat all of this we've already seen before it's just rerun yeah and even the even the scene where he approaches evangeline uh the wasp uh he's like hey let's get this suit going like that we are that was the post credits of ant-man so even that was like it was just so unnecessary it was just yeah i don't know yeah just it accomplishes almost nothing correct just other than michelle pfeiffer is the face you're going to see later in the movie which you could have just done you could have just been like (laughs) whoa michelle pfeiffer (laughs) instead we're just gonna (laughs) might have even given it more points if it was a surprise cameo for michelle i think so too for a very insignificant Uh, role (laughs) jordan what are you giving it d a d is in dog or c as in cod d is in dog yeah dog uh i'm gonna give it a c minus still too generous Uh, jordan captain marvel (laughs) okay so this one is i think interesting because it's almost a throwback to the old intros that were just like oh an enigma yeah what's happening here we don't know it's not a story though it's just like something bizarre has happened and then she wakes up unless this is another youtube clip thing but I mean, uh, I, I honestly she wakes remember up this, this one the least, oddly yeah. enough. Um, so I think this one is like, I gave it a C. It, okay. It's just like, oh, what's going on here? You'll find out. But it's yeah. not a story or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gave it a D because it is ultimately forgettable. You don't, mm-hmm. 
if you were to say what's I mean, the beginning of Captain Marvel, most people would say, "Oh, it's like the fight scene," or like because they cut to that clip where she's like glowing and has that bloody nose so many times in the movie. And I get, yeah. I get mm-hmm. it, yes. but it's such a reused shot that the time, by the third time you see it, you're like, "I'm so fucking done with this scene." Like, can we just move on? Like, I don't know. It 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 just was ultimately un unforgettable or forgettable sorry not unforgettable <laughs> Jesus. imagine i just flipped up like it's I an said. a plus plus i i, I pulled <laughs> a wall over your eyes no it was just was it was meh yeah yeah um i am pretty much in agreement. i give it a b just because i like the mystery but it's it's no better than thor or captain america one um okay jordan would you like to take avengers endgame <laughs> Didn't I just go? Did you? No, Liam just went. Oh, no, I did Ant Man and the Wasp. You do Endgame. Oh, yeah, did I? You do I did. Endgame. Wait, you did Captain Marvel. I was supposed to do Captain Marvel. Oh well, I'll do Endgame. Uh, this cutscene is pretty. Uh, it was kind of obvious to me. I think it's well done. Uh, it's the sequence of Hawkeye's entire family getting snapped right. as the events of Infinity War. See, uh, to me, this is an A. Really? Interesting. Cause it's its own little thing, yeah, see, and and also you've been I, I, like I left Infinity War being like where the fuck was Hawkeye, <laughs> and this says here the here's where he was. <laughs> yeah, I mean they mentioned that he was still under yeah. house arrest in Infinity see, War. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I give it a B. If this was a cold open for a Hawkeye solo film before Endgame, would get an A plus plus plus. it's like if they did like a whole movie like a whole movie with hawkeye like during the events of post infinity war that would be an incredible cold opening but since it was for endgame it gets a b yeah as strong as this entire movie is and as much as um, as much happened that i did not expect i immediately knew this was going to happen which yeah i yeah i saw it coming and me and Jordan were sitting next to someone who's just like, Oh my God, yeah, it's <laughs> like very surprised by it. I'm like, really? You did not yeah. see that coming. I don't think it's unexpected at all, but I just think it's, I think he does well, Jeremy Renner. Like, I think if you're telling the story of a family who's yeah. like, like why this. And also I, I kind of think if anyone gets short shrift in Endgame, it's kind of Hawkeye because yeah. he's got more to do than they, give him to do it seems especially yeah. after this cold open but i think as a cold open it fits all of my criteria <laughs> maybe yeah. if hawkeye snapped then it would have some sort of payoff i but like if, if the movie was yeah. through the lens of hawkeye then it's an incredible the cold problem open. is hawkeye's just not strong enough yeah. to be like the guy who kills thanos yeah yeah like it, he just doesn't have the power so it was hard to give him a critical enough role to deserve the or to get his vengeance yeah in a satisfying way i mean yeah he he does a lot for the movie but yeah he can't really be thor a lot of people make enemies with thanos in that movie yeah a lot of people were lined up to kill that guy he was a real stinker yeah (laughs) got on a lot of people's bad side yeah uh yeah definitely a threat okay uh and i guess jordan if you'd like to finish this off with spider-man me well, okay, yeah. fine. You can no, go. No, because Jordan did Captain Marvel, right? Oh, did yeah. you do Captain yeah. Marvel? Yeah, we were in the correct order. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I screwed up then. Liam, please okay. do Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay, so Far From Home is... It starts off with uh, Agents uh, Fury and 
Marie Hill. They're driving through like Mexico and like a ruined village. And they're like, oh, they said it was a tornado monster and like a tornado monster. And they're like, you know, just kind of talking about what are we going to do? And then like, that's not possible. And then like, of course, like this monster comes out of the rocks and starts to attack and they start shooting at it. And then all of a sudden Jake Gyllenhaal pops up in a fresh new outfit and goes, get back guys and kind of stops it and he's like you don't want any part of this and then shoots out some laser beams and they're like whoa and then that's the end of the cold open and i would give it a solid b minus as far as what happens later in this film i don't think i think there was a better way to intro mysterio than that Mm-hmm. that's that's fair yeah i thought it just had no emotional hooks yeah. or anything yeah it, it's kind of it's kind of just like ooh, here's the thing yeah yeah it, uh, i it see yeah like it, it's a spider-man brief, movie yeah. i don't want the first face i see to be um Sam, nick fury i don't want to see nick fury and maria hill right now like i think it would have been better to start off through the lens of mysterio so that way the twist come like you know, frame it so it's like, whoa, this is going to be like a key player. Like, he's a good guy. Like, I don't need to have like Nick yeah. Fury be a part of the fun. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, this one was kind of weak for me just because it's very short. It might be the shortest one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it was fine. It introduced Mysterio, but it didn't really tell us much about him. I also saw this before I went into the movie somehow. I think the scene leaked and I watched it accidentally. Uh, which you know is not great, and uh, it didn't tell you anything anyway. So I just exactly, so uh, so I just rewatched something that was you know kind of basically like why do I need to see that kind of. Well, deal? if the cold open was just like the school video where it's like them describing yeah. the the, bl- the blink or whatever they called it, the uh, the, blip, the, blip, the blip, the blip, like that again, amazing. Like that scene, I was crying, yeah. laughing, and it's hilarious, and it. Yeah. it explains all the stuff that everyone had questions about, but I get it. You got to intro Mysterio, but I just didn't like, like in the end they reveal that it's, you know, those two aren't even the real Nick Fury and Maria Hill. So it's like, what's the point? Like, why, (laughs) why were they in this movie? Um, Yeah. Didn't matter. Very odd, very odd way of doing it. But I mean, you know, all things considered, uh, uh, well, Liam, why don't you tell us? Cause you did not mention your opinion. If you want to briefly talk about, uh, far from home while I average up these scores and we determine what the best cold open aside. I love the movie. I, I I really liked it. I liked the role MJ played. Um, I I liked Mysterio. I thought Jake John Hall did great. I loved, you know, the effects. I I really liked the movie all around. I I think the hardest part for it was they were in a world designed or based around Iron Man and they didn't have Iron Man anymore. So they had to like kind of, now pat like figure out how they're going to do it without him so that's why they had nick fury in there and all this stuff like how basically it set up the next movie to be amazing so that's why when they lost the rights to sony i was like wow next movie could have been the best and now it's gone and now i'm happy again but still concerned that sony is like possibly going to meddling because this next movie has so much potential as far as like just introducing like daredevil introducing miles morales like all these people like i really i really just want this to be like the the movie before the best movie yeah me and jordan actually did a spec script on that on a recent okay i need to i need to listen (laughs) then (laughs) we uh predict what will happen 
Yeah, so uh, it, it's a uh, Spider-Man Stay Home. <laughs> it is. It is COVID nineteen theme. Perfect. That is perfect. Uh, um, so, and Liam, you mentioned you were worried about, uh, like you told me right before Endgame came out, you're like, I'm done after Endgame. Like this was my chapter. Like, you know, I might watch Spider-Man, but I'm kind of, I, no, I was going to really watch Spider-Man. I, I said, I was concerned. Like, I don't know going forward if the quality can keep up. It's just, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I think we were in the golden era. We got some of the best movies. I think it's going to be hard given all the new like properties that Disney own and with Disney plus series, like now the discussion is like, well, is this a movie or is this a series? And I'm sure that can lead to a lot of good things or a lot of bad because you know, I, I think they can do no wrong. I'm excited. Once WandaVision and the winter soldier and Falcon series start up yeah. like one, let's see how those are. And if those end up playing out what WandaVision looks like, it's going to be amazing. I think, yeah. but I'm concerned because Doctor Strange 2 was supposed to get this like really gritty horror movie edit. Like they were going to have this movie be like a scary movie and I was excited for it. Yeah. And then Disney's like, oh, well, we can't do it. It has to be family friendly. So but I'm scared. Kevin Feige did say he wanted like PG-13 horror, like 80s horror, like uh, Jaws or like the Goonies. Or, Jaws was or PG. Poltergeist. I, yeah, sorry. Come on, Movies buddy. that were should have been PG-13. But like in the eighties were PG yeah. um, and still have that horror element. Like there's a couple there's poltergeist is fucking terrifying for children. Yeah, And, and, and I, I hope it, I, and I hope they do it. I, I hope they do it right. I, I was just scared. Cause like I thought like, cause Disney, they just like, you can see it from just all the stuff that they have to edit for like on, on Disney plus, like they've been pulling a lot of their punches and like editing, yeah. re-editing movies. So that way they're like more Disney. It's like, maybe just let things be, like Logan was rated R and it did phenomenally. Like, yeah. let, like let things like let mature audiences enjoy your content too. I am curious how far like Disney plus is, you know, going to be competing for Netflix a slot. I wonder how much they will sacrifice in terms of putting friendly content, family friendly content on top. Like, or that, what are they going to let slide? Yeah. Kind of, is there going to be like a Disney adult kind of feature or something? Yeah. Cause there's so many different, like different comics that can play around with that aren't, like big name that can fill those slots. Uh, like I don't want the like fantastic four is what I'm most concerned about the new X-Men. Like I'm concerned about that. Cause I don't think, I think if they don't handle it like with respect, it's going to flop. Like I think they really need to sure. make sure the right people are on the job. Cause at they've, this point, they've never done wrong at this point. Like we're in this weird point where DC almost seems to be on an upswing and Disney is and Marvel are like kind of in this plateau. So we'll see whether or not Disney kicks back up. What is DC's upswing? Oh, Shazam, Wonder Woman for sure. Shazam. Like they're gaining some traction as far as people enjoying their movies. Like I watched Aquaman. Will I say it's a great movie? <laughs> no, but it was a hell of a lot more entertaining than Batman versus Superman. I think they're getting, they're getting people for the right like roles. And I forget what trailer just, well, Wonder Woman two looks pretty sick. I'll say it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to see it in theaters, dude. I don't know. Rewatch right. that trailer. So we'll see. Maybe me and Joey, or, may, or sorry, me. Maybe me and Jordan will go since he loved the first one more than Logan. More than uh, Logan. I, I definitely maintain that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like Logan. Oh, it was a it was a really. I feel like if you didn't uh, watch those movies growing up, it. That's you, true. Like, like it's watching your childhood die. Hundred percent, and also just Hugh Jackman. Like that's his role. That that yeah, he is Wolverine. He this is my first time I'd ever seen him in the role. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, yeah. And also, wait, I prob- if you watched Shane, the Western, you got to respect that movie. No, you, it's just an old Western. It's yeah. a Western. And that's also yeah. why that movie's great, because they're playing around with the genre a little bit more. And that's what I want. Like, I want movies like the D, like what DC should be doing right now. Like, like Joker. We didn't even talk about Joker. Like, <laughs> I, regardless how you feel about it being like a taxi driver ripoff or whatever. Like, yeah. I want more movies in the realm of that. Like maybe let's do an entire, don't connect. Yeah. An an entire courtroom drama with Harvey Dent before he's two face. I would want to see like a few good men. My cousin Vinny, I don't know any sort of movie (laughs) like Harvey Dent doing a case and doing the work. And then he becomes two face do an entire like villain series that doesn't need to be like a part of this bigger universe. Like have fun with these characters. Oh my God. I can't, that's why I can't wait for the new Batman and they just push back the release date. Cause I think that they're yeah. going to do a lot of cool things with it and bring it back to its detective roots. So, yep. That is, that is plan. Although Matt Reeves for director, are you, have you seen Dawn of the planet of the apes? Uh, I have, I love that movie. <laughs> if you don't, I mean, if you fine. don't think that Koba is one of the most well-written CGI villains of our decade. All right. How tall is that list? Um, you have Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> um, no, I just mean like, as far as I, I love that movie. I just, I, I really can't. It's, yeah, I, I love it. Cause it's you had Franco apes, which is what I've come to call it, which is like, Oh yeah, that's like a, a cool little take on it. And then Dawn of the planet of the apes really just completely built upon that like base layer. And I think crushed it. Like that movie shouldn't have been good. No, like, the sequel to Franco Apes should not have been a good movie. Yeah, and it was what true. I would call a I'll, great I'll movie. <laughs> I, I will die. Jordan, on have hill. you seen any of these? Have huh? you seen any of these? No. Uh, have you seen any of these Franco Apes? Well, Franco Apes. I, I saw the original different. Planet of the Apes. You've seen no Planet. No, you, you seen said the original? the original. Yeah, the original. Oh, oh. I, I think okay. I've seen the uh, first, like the old two of them. Like, there's one weird one where they're like there are five originals. Oh, well, I think I watched maybe the first two or first three, like where there, there's a group of people worshiping a missile yep, underground yep. so yep. that that's where i left off with any sort of ape planet i think that's i've three. also seen the musical and the simpsons oh that's the best one yeah that is Dr. i hate every ape i see from chimpanzee a to, to chimpanzee <laughs> yeah well there's also tim burton's Wahlberg apes so it's like Oh, I forgot. So it's like Heston apes, Wahlberg apes, Franco (laughs) apes are like the three different dichotomies. The big three. All right, Kate, do you have, do you have a, like a tally for our, I do. I have it all ready to go. Yeah. Let's hear that and wrap up. Cause we are, we're not getting to two hours. I refuse to let it happen. We're we're dangerously close (laughs) to two hours. Oh, we're so close to that two and a half hour mark. I wanted to be not a chance. Okay. Uh, so it's a three way tie for first. Does anyone want to guess what I'm coming? Oh, That's Homecoming, uh, Iron Man, and then what? Uh, we, it was one of the last ones. Was it? Uh, why am I blanking Jordan, on this? Oh, Ragnarok, Black Panther. That's uh, Ragnarok. Those are the oh, top Black three. Panther. You didn't give an A. Are you giving a minus? Correct. Uh, so the full list, and at the end of this list, I will ask us to rank uh, the top three, just to pick one best cold okay. open mm. uh, as a note to go off on. Um, so in order, tie for first, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Homecoming, uh, Ragnarok, uh, tie for second, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, Black Panther, and Infinity War, 
tie for third, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron. Fourth place, Endgame. Fifth place, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Sixth, Captain America, The First Avenger. Uh, seventh place, The Avengers. Eighth place, Captain America, Civil War. Ninth place, uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Tenth place, tie for tenth, uh, Thor 1 and Doctor Strange, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, tie for 11th, Iron Man 3 and Ant-Man. Twelfth uh, place, Captain Marvel. Wait, we're going Thir- up? What? Didn't you go from 12th to 13th back to 12th? Did I? I don't know. I, I wasn't know. paying attention. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> following Captain Marvel, we have Thor the Dark World, followed by Iron Man 2, followed by Hulk, with Ant-Man 2 in last place. Wow. Damn. I That's thought Hulk pretty... would be last. You thought what would Hulk? Yeah. But I guess uh, you're, I mean, you're rating. Yeah, I yeah. really liked it. Skewed it. it was was very, very, right, so which one are we choosing? Which one are we choosing between for the number one? Uh, Iron Man 1, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Iron, which Iron one Man 1. Of the three? Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, that's off the table. Does not count. Iron Man 1. You gotta choose. You, it, it is Iron Man 1. <sighs> hmm. I do really like Homecoming and Ragnarok, now that we're talking about it. If I have to choose to get rid of one. All right, why don't we choose to get rid of one? That might be easier. Uh, I think Ragnarok should I'd get, get rid of Homecoming, that. oddly enough. Oh my god. I'd get rid of Iron Man. Okay, but no. <laughs> this is going to last three hours. Hey, Kate, Kate picture, picture this. You, you're re- yeah, yeah. Every time that you rewatch one of these movies, this scene will never be in it. You'll never be able to see that. I think I could live watching a Spider Man movie in a scene that doesn't have Spider Man in it. So you're saying just because Tony Stark's like not in it? No, like, I'm saying I'm saying if I had to rewatch Homecoming and I had to skip that scene every time I had to watch it, I could live with myself. I don't think I could. But you couldn't skip. I could not skip Iron Man one, and I could not skip Immigrant Song for Ragnarok. I'd have to watch those two. <laughs> Homecoming gets cut. That is an interesting way to look at it, Jordan. Do you have a rebuttal? Uh, I think that's a very strong argument, but I still think Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> one is the best. <laughs> Well, I do agree with that too. I, I love Guardian, Guardians one too. Uh, it's, it's they're both it up there. It was not strong enough to make first place. Apparently, I think that that was your fault. Yeah, Kate, Kate. sunk it. Uh, yeah, I mean, also that's why Black Panther wasn't. Yeah, a Kate's throwing results, which also I also true. think is stronger. Both of those I have as one and two, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were not an option for this. No, and they're not even in in competition. Yeah. So, Jordan, if you have to pick one of the three, what do you say? Uh, Ragnarok, I guess, of those three? I guess. You, you pick Ragnarok? Why is that so sacrilege? Yes. It's one of the top I, three. That just over <laughs> Iron Man 1 and Homecoming? That just does not... Yeah, either that one or Homecoming. I definitely don't pick... Like 10 times out of 10, dude. All right, wait. Okay, all right. So just, just to get this straight, I want to choose Iron Man or Homecoming. Liam wants to choose Ragnarok or Iron Man, and Jordan wants to choose no, Ragnarok. I'm choosing Iron Man over Ragnarok. I'm, I chose... I'm not <laughs> We're all omitting a different film of the three. Yeah. What is what is what? We're all omitting a different film of the three. Yes. Correct. That we all have I'm a saying. different least favorite. That's good. Yeah. Which is interesting. I mean It's balanced. <laughs> perfectly balanced. Like As I'm staring at Cade uh, and behind him is his Iron Man poster and his picture <laughs> of Tony Stark snapping and yeah, then picking Homecoming as his number one. No no no, not number one. I was just saying I choose it over Ragnarok. My tie okay. for first is Iron Man 
Well, all right. So let's let's look at the individual grades. Hell no, no. we're good. I've been Jordan Peoples and Marvel we sucks. Delve deep <laughs> this, enough. This podcast is over. I'll never watch. The, I'll, I'll be skipping these scenes every time I rewatch now. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan er, is the only one who gave. Sorry, let me pull up the spreadsheet real quick, and then we'll close out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, I am the only one. Wait, Liam, did you give Iron Man an A plus? I'm pretty sure. Let me check. You just said A. So if you that say was back A plus, the beginning, then that tilts it. What? That's that was the beginning before we kind of. Okay, now I need pluses. to open up. Jeez, I, I clicked it. I click out of the Google Doc, and now you want me to go back, and now I have to go through. I'm just saying this is this could be a very you could cinch the the vote. Okay, one sec. I got to click through things now. I got documents. <laughs> <laughs> well, this okay. is important. So if we're going from well, help me get my two and a half hour. I ad. put a plus, and I did not edit that. That is an A plus. I said Iron Man. Okay, is a+. so I wrote A. So I believe that places Iron Man one as the best cold open. Wait, in wait. What if what if universe? I had Guardians of the Galaxy with fifty pluses on it? <laughs> this I whole time pluses, you can't yeah, go wait, higher. I, than I put plus. several pluses on multiple films. <laughs> I mean, we can br- dissect the pluses if you guys want. Like, I'm down to do a three-hour app. All right. I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I'm Cade Weiberg, and I kind of want to call 22 people. What do I say? All right. What's my sign-off? Uh, maybe it's just this little conversation at the okay. end. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. And then it cuts. Okay. All right. I'm going to... Thanks for listening. Marvel doesn't suck. <laughs>